Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have an AITA story for you. I know, it's surprising, but it's true. Also, peeps and Easter. Anyway, this one is called, Am I the Asconaut for going off on my wife for commenting about our three-week-old daughter's looks? Oh no. Just by the title, I'm, I'm concerned. My daughter, our second child, is three weeks old. Pre-pregnancy, my wife was diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and depression, and in the days since birthing our baby girl, is most definitely experiencing postpartum depression. Our first child, our son, looks very much so like her. In fact, if you look at baby photos of my wife, they look almost exactly like our son's baby photos, and my wife is a looker. So my son is damn cute, thank you very much. Our daughter got a bit more of my side's gene pool. Her hairline kind of has a widow's peak, which I've had since I was a baby. Her lips are relatively thin, like me. Her nose is a little larger than our son's was. I have a Middle Eastern classic hook nose. Nearly every day in my daughter's 21 days on this earth, my wife has made a comment to baby girl about how she's so sad she got daddy's features. Some of the things wife has said to baby girl. Don't worry, I'll get you a nose job as soon as you're old enough. Okay. Let's go ahead and start this right now. I wish you had gotten more of my features. My family is beautiful and all the women are timeless. Your dad's family, not so much. Son has the beautiful pouty lips and you got stuck with those pencil lips. Oh, it's really tough being a girl. Up until yesterday, I was taking a softer approach with comments like, okay, be nice, and okay, chillax. But today, I had enough and just snapped and yelled at her for like five minutes straight. And I cursed quite a bit too. The gist of my statements were... I gotta get myself in like the right frame of mind for this cause uh, homeboy was pissed. So gotta channel some pissed offness here. I don't care if she can't yet understand what you're saying. Stop putting that shit out into the universe. Son can understand you, so stop this garbage. I can understand you, so stop putting this shit in my head and making me listen to it. Yeah, life on girls is tough in this world, especially when their mom is shitting all over their appearance. She's effing three weeks old and is still perfect and noble and hasn't hurt a goddamn soul. Stop projecting onto her. You regularly tell me how your mom effed up your psyche with all her comments about your appearance, so why the F are you doing the same to baby girl? Anyways, she was understandably hurt by my comments, and we haven't really talked about it or debriefed since. <laughs> he used the word debriefed about his wife. I don't think couples really debrief after an argument. Candy Thunder, we're going to have to debrief about that statement later. I recognize that part of her comments stem from her anxiety and depression as well as her postpartum depression, and I also recognize that a lot of this stems from her mom's influence on her psyche. I also recognize that yelling and berating people is rarely the right thing. So, am I the asshole here? Okay. Keep in mind, baby's three weeks old, so she's three weeks postpartum here, is experiencing postpartum depression on top of general anxiety, order, and depression, an excuse for saying shit like this to your three-week-old child. When you have another child, they don't mention an age here, do they? But he's old enough to understand what she's saying. So is that an excuse to say shit like this? Does that make it okay? I mean, it's your kid. So I think every parent looks at their kid and recognizes some traits that come from each parent. And while you may have some concerns, like he said, putting it out into the universe is planting seeds that will turn into weeds of depression, weeds of self-doubt. And like she is experiencing now because of what her mom did to her, she's doing the exact same thing. She just isn't realizing what she's doing. Doing. Is that an excuse? In my book, 
Hell no. Nah. And it's hard for me to imagine Candy Thunder sitting there with our three-week-old baby looking at her saying, I'm so sorry you look like your father. Because that's shitty to both of us. And she needed to be put in check here. Did he go too hard because she's in postpartum and because she already has general anxiety and depression disorders? Maybe. But remember, pain creates change. And in this instance, something had to snap her out of it because he tried the softer approach. And every day into his daughter's 21 days on this earth, his wife has made some kind of comment about this. So he worked up to this. He tried to take a softer route and eventually just snapped and said, okay, enough is enough. Cut this shit out. And maybe she didn't realize what she was doing. Maybe she didn't realize that she was inflicting the same pain that her mother inflicted on her. Now she does. So this shock to the system to get her to stop doing this, I feel like is completely warranted. I wish he hadn't have had to gone so hard at it, but it seems like he had to because the soft approach wasn't working. And you've got two kids here. No, she can't understand what's being said, but babies can feel vibes. Babies can feel either comfort or at ease or tense. So I think this is completely warranted and that OP was not the asshole at all here. I hope this mom wakes up and realizes what she was doing and starts appreciating the angel, the little human life that she has there and has so much influence over. And I think most parents don't realize how much influence they have over those young humans. And hopefully she gets it now. And having gone through the kind of shit that her mom put her through, you would think that she would have a better understanding of it. But it's the cycle. It's up to her to break that cycle here. And hopefully her husband can create just enough pain to make her realize that without creating so much pain that he makes her anxiety and depression and postpartum worse. Ah! You know, this guy is sitting at home like, why is this so complicated? Like, ah, how, how, how do I tiptoe this situation? And I get him trying to tiptoe through it for as long as he did and finally just snapping. I can't say that I would have done it any differently. Of course, you don't want to have to yell and get to that point, but it's got to stop. OP, you're not the asshole in my book. So Candy Thunder made a really good point about letting it build too long before saying something. And this could potentially make him the asshole. And I think not the asshole, but an asshole. There can always be more than one asshole in a story. And that's something that is very important to keep in mind. But we have to remember here that, let me bring the scale up. Ask on four, just to make it on the scale, is if something could have been done differently, you're an ask on four. Sure, he's an ask on four because he could have spoken up sooner, right? Three is you should have done it differently. And I don't know if we're there or not. Three would be the thing that should have been done differently, maybe speaking up sooner, but he did speak up sooner, but just in a softer way. So he should have taken this harder stance sooner, maybe. I don't know. But I feel like we can safely say four because he could have done it differently. That doesn't mean he did the wrong thing. I still feel like he did absolutely the right thing. You just wish he wouldn't have had to do it as severely as he ended up having to do it. But again, pain creates change and maybe this is just enough to make her see what she's doing and to put a stop to it. It could have been done differently. I don't know that it should have been because he tried the softer route first and it just didn't stick at all. Maybe it didn't need to be a five minute rant. Maybe that's the could have done it differently. Like maybe it didn't have to be that long of an unload, but that's what happens when you hold things in for X amount of time. Like Candy Thunder was saying, he let it build. He let it build for too long. So he had an explosion instead of just gradually getting more firm in his response. It was soft, soft, soft. Blah! And that happens with people. And I think that's where they end up becoming an ASCON for. Did the right thing, could have done the right thing differently. And that technically puts him at an ASCON for. The least severe asshole there is.
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for giving the guest room to my in-laws? I have a feeling there's going to be some debate on this one. My 24 female boyfriend's 25 male parents came to visit last night with the intention of spending the night here. Not sure if it matters, but we have been together almost six years and living together for four years. We have a two-bedroom apartment, and in the spare bedroom, we have two twin XL-sized beds for my nieces who spend the night at our apartment frequently. His parents have visited us before, but never stayed the night, and they know we have two twin beds in the spare room. When it came time for bed, I gave them extra pillows and blankets and directed them toward the extra bedroom. They had assumed they would get mine in my boyfriend's master bedroom. His parents are somewhat conservative, and while they have no problems with me and my boyfriend living together unmarried, they said that the married couple in the house should share the larger bed together, and we were insulting their marriage by suggesting they sleep in separate beds. I told them that this is mine and my boyfriend's apartment and we will sleep in our own bedroom. My boyfriend agreed with me and took my side. And when he took my side, it started a big argument. I eventually told them they can sleep in the guest room or leave. They decided to leave and get a hotel because they were too tired to make the two-hour drive home. Today, they texted both me and my boyfriend demanding we reimburse them for their hotel. And I told them they were crazy if they thought I was reimbursing them for the hotel. I came to ask Reddit to see if I'm being the asshole here. So, am I the asshole? Let me let me get this straight. Boyfriend's parents come to visit and just assume that they're going to kick you out of your own bedroom because it has one bed. Couldn't they have just pushed the two twin XL beds together? Confused I am. What would you guys do in this situation? What would you do if your significant other's parents came over and demanded your bedroom? We'll say before you were married. Okay. But demanded your bedroom. Didn't clear it ahead of time. No pre-communication. They were just like, oh, we just assumed because we're married, we would get the single bed and kick you out of your own room and have you guys sleep in separate beds here. Based on principle, if a guest is trying to kick you out of your own room, I mean, come on. You would never go to someone else's house and be like, oh, I just assumed I get your room. I understand you have a guest room, but I don't like, you know, it's got two separate beds. I don't know. I just, I just, I want that one. Them saying it was an insult to their marriage? What in the separate bed are we even talking about here? If a guest had come into our house and said that, I would have been like, I mean, you can push the beds together or I have an air mattress that you can put in between them or you can go stay somewhere else, I guess. I don't. The floor pretty big have fun and then they audacity times two to go to a hotel and then try to say that they needed to reimburse them for the hotel they didn't clear this ahead of time they didn't say hey we're gonna want your bedroom it's not like they had some kind of parameters that op and her and her boyfriend strayed from they were doing the most normal thing i can imagine to do and Opie's boyfriend's parents here acted in the most abnormal way, in my opinion. Maybe this is a cultural thing, but I've never heard of this happening before. And if it happened to us as a married couple, I think that we would probably offer at this point because, you know, we would want our parents to be as comfortable as possible. But for someone to assume that they were going to take your space is going way past the line, in my opinion. And typically, if you are going to be letting someone use your room, you have time to prepare. Like you're going to want to wash some sheets. You're going to want to clean in there. You're going to want to, you're going to want to prepare. 
before someone who's not you sleeps in your bed, right? They didn't give them any of that. They just made the assumption. I would say that OP's boyfriend's parents should have pre-communicated if that was an expectation that they had, and then at least OP and the boyfriend would have some time to communicate and be like, what the Uranus fudge factory is going on here? And then he could be like, well, you know, they're they're just like this. And then she could be like, is this a big deal? And he could be like, well, I don't know. They're probably going to end up going to a hotel and telling us that we have to reimburse them for it if we don't let them do it. So maybe, yeah. And then she'll be like, what? This is the weirdest thing ever, but whatever. So they could have had time to prepare. And if they had time to process and prepare, maybe they could have made it work. But OP's boyfriend's parents assuming on the spot is what made this just an asinine situation here. So let's go ahead and put OP's boyfriend's parents on the ASCON scale, shall we? Let's figure out where they're going to go here. Hmm. Let's see. Mr. and Mrs. OP's boyfriend's parents, um, we have a few rooms available for you. We have ASCON 4, which is the double bed, could have done that differently. Uh, we have uh, Sweet ASCON 3, which is two really small twin. You should have done that differently. And then uh, our ASCON 2 suite is actually available tonight, and it is a big, definitely shouldn't have done that, queen size. And then we have ASCON 1, which is, you know, the presidential king suite. Uh, but it's reserved for terrible humans. So, are they there? Do they get the suite at ASCON 1, or do they have to stay in the Queen XL? ASCON 2 definitely shouldn't have done that suite. I don't know that it's a 1, because it's potentially a cultural thing. It's potentially something that's normal to them. So, the, the lack of communication ahead of time made it a lot more awkward than it could have been. I'm going to say they're definitely a 2 here. So, let's go ahead and make it official. Mr. and Mrs. OP's boyfriend's parents, welcome to your suite. Ask on to enjoy that Queen XL. Definitely shouldn't have done that. Enjoy your stay. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Did you want us to just go ahead and prepare that bill and send it on over to, to your son and his girlfriend? We can do that. We'll leave a little chocolate mint on your pillow. Uh, yeah, OP, I don't know what I would do in that situation pre-marriage. I could tell you as a married couple, now we'd be like, yeah, sure, anything for you guys. But that's different. It's just different. Hey there again, it's Dusty Thunder with yet another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the Askinaut for asking for more money for my car? So I, 28 male, offered to sell my RAV4 that has 100,000 miles on it in January to my brother and his wife. They have a baby and a beat-up Honda Civic as well as a Scion with way too many miles on it. They shared they'd be car hunting this year. I offered to sell it to them for what Carvana offered, which was 14.5, and they agreed to it right away. The problem was that my wife and I still hadn't picked out our replacement car. So they'd check in every week or so, but we weren't ready. In the end, we decided to hold on to the car until our trip to Disney this past week. I checked Carmona again and they offered me more, this time 16.5. I texted my brother telling him he could have it, but he would need to match Carvana's new offer. He responded saying that they're not haggling and they've been putting off buying a car for months because they thought we had an agreement and were just waiting on us. They called me an asshole for stringing them along for three months and then asking for $2,000 more. I'm just trying to do what is right by my two kids and one on the way. Am I the asshole? Yes, OP, you're the asshole. You verbally agreed to a price and now you're trying to change. It. And also, there's a comment on here with a really good point, and that says, you're the asshole. If you had checked today and it was less than what you had made the agreement, you wouldn't have said shit. 
Yes, and they waited. They held off on buying something else because you guys had a verbal agreement at this price. They went without a vehicle for an extended period of time checking in with you, so you actually incurred some cost of time and Time is not worthless. They have an investment in time already in this, and now you're trying to gouge them for $2,000 more. Oh, guess what? I'm pretty sure Carvana is going out of business because of this shit, because they were buying cars for more than they were worth. So using them as your Kelly Blue Book probably isn't the best idea, pal, unless you want to put everybody out of business. This was four days ago. I'm shocked that Carvana is still in the process of offering premiums for vehicles and rising like that, because I was pretty certain that they were on the doom path here because of this kind of thing. But all of that aside, it doesn't even matter if it's somebody that you're related to. If you make a verbal agreement with somebody and then string them along for, what did they say, three months? Three months! Verbal agreement, three months. You could have it, but it's going to cost you $2,000 more now. Never mind, never mind that the vehicle has more miles on it now. Never mind that you guys have gone without a car because we had this agreement. I want $2,000 more because of my kids. You don't get to use your family as an excuse to be greedy and screw somebody and go back on your word. You, sir, OP, are an asshole. Where are you on the ASCON scale here, brosif? Let's find out. Again, four is you could have done it differently. Three is you should have done it differently. Two is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And ask on one is you're a terrible human. And man, I got to say, I think we're definitely at a two here. We're definitely at a two because he definitely should not have done this. And he probably knows that. And his whole, I'm just trying to do what's right by my two kids and my one on the way is maybe him realizing that he shouldn't have spat out the number that he spat out in the first place, but he did. He did. And now if he goes back on that, being someone who goes back on your word is a scar on their relationship. It is a scar on the kind of person that he is that is way more painful than the $2,000 that he's not going to get because he thinks there's some opportunity cost involved here. Definitely a two leaning toward a one. Because he's a real shit dickhead for doing this. Let's say he's a solid number two here. We've got a lot of solid number twos tonight. I know it sounds wrong. There you are, sir. That's an ASCON $2,000 premium. Congratulations. Enjoy your new vehicle. It's a spaceship. It'll take you all the way up to planet ASCON 2. Enjoy your stay. Keep your hands and arms and legs and feet inside the vehicle at all times. We will be traveling through space. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with yet another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for not eating the birthday cake my mother-in-law got me? My 24 female birthday was this past weekend, and I'm still getting shit from some family over this and want to get some outside opinions. My mother-in-law and I do not have the greatest relationship, but tolerate each other. My husband and I don't have a very conventional marriage as he works from home, and I took over my family business a few years ago and work full-time there 8 to 5. Due to this, he takes over most of the household chores such as cooking, cleaning, etc. since he's home more. My mother-in-law is very old school and does not think it is right. Due to this, she became very cold to me over the past few years. Let's go ahead and give mother-in-law a little bit of this right here. So my birthday was this past weekend, and on Sunday, my husband planned a family dinner to celebrate at our house. My mom and grandma insisted on bringing and cooking all of my favorite foods for the dinner. 
My mother-in-law caught wind of this and I guess wanted to pitch in and help, so she offered to get a birthday cake. She asked my husband what kind I like and he told her anything chocolate or tiramisu. He also told her that I hate fruity cakes, lemon, raspberry, etc. Oh no, we know where this is going, don't we? This is going in a very fruity direction, isn't it? Oh no! You don't jack with the cake on somebody's birthday. You just don't. Do it. I have strong feelings about cake. Evening of my birthday rolls around and everything is going smoothly until it's time for cake. My mother-in-law and my mom both went into the kitchen. Mother-in-law was unboxing the cake and my mom was grabbing plates and utensils. Apparently, my mom took a glance at the cake and asked if this cake was for me. My mother-in-law was like, yes, obviously. My mom was like, oh no, I guess no one informed you that she doesn't like fruity cakes. Her favorites are anything chocolate and tiramisu. My mother-in-law was like, no, they informed me of her preference. I just saw this cake at the store and thought it looked lovely. Plus, it would be nice for her to try something different. Mother-in-law, you don't get to do that shit on her birthday. And confetti. Mother-in-law brought the cake out and my husband immediately confronted her when he saw it and was like, mom, is this cake for her? And she was like, yes, I thought it would be nice for us to try something different. Anyway, I'm an adult and it's just a cake and I wasn't about to make some huge scene about a cake. So the cake was cut and mother-in-law offered me a slice and I just politely declined and ate some of the other desserts at the table fruit, chocolate-covered strawberries, etc. She immediately got offended and said she finds it extremely insulting that I'm not eating any of the cake that she specifically bought for me on my birthday. I just simply told her, well, I appreciate you getting the cake, but my husband and I made it clear that I do not like fruity cakes, and you knew this. She said I was being extremely disrespectful and selfish and stormed out with my father-in-law. She's been contacting both my husband and I saying how I need to apologize for my behavior. We've also been getting shit from my sister-in-laws, and I kind of feel bad now for not just eating the cake. Am I the asshole? Edit, the cake was lemon. Sorry, forgot to add this. Mother-in-law's a fruitcake, y'all. I've been waiting for 30 seconds to say that. Mother-in-law's just a fruitcake. Lemon cake for someone who doesn't like fruity or citrusy cakes is like the worst thing that you could do. The worst thing that you could do. And don't tell me she didn't know what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing. The cake at a birthday party is sacred. You know what I mean? You don't mess with the cake. There's certain lines you just do not cross. You mess with the cake, you mess with everyone. You know what I mean? She screwed with the cake, which is essentially like giving someone a lemon-flavored middle finger F you on their birthday. I don't even need any deliberation on this. And I know it's just cake, and I know most people are going to be like, wow, that's an overreaction. He must have been triggered by this, but you know what? Welcome to Uranus, mother-in-law. You won't find any lemons here. It's all chocolate. That's just a shit spiteful thing to do. She knew exactly what she was doing. Now, the one thing I am surprised about here is that she stormed out with the father-in-law and it was extremely disrespected. And once OP to apologize? But she knew exactly what she was doing? Come on. Am I off base here? Am I crazy? Am I just caring way too much about cake? Or am I just calling it like I see it here? Ask on one piece of cake. It's just a cake. But... I'm ass con one all the way here because she did it to manipulate. She did it to play a stupid freaking game. Not okay with it. Also, your birthday is like the one day where it's like you get whatever cake you want on that day. And for most people, that day only. It's your day where like that whole week, maybe that whole month leading up to it, you're like, no, I got to save room because I know, I know that cake is going to be there, right? And I know I'm just going to destroy my diet or whatever eating habits I've been working on leading up to that point. For me, it's been dirt cake for the past several years. And if Candy Thunder's mother-in-law makes a dirt cake and 
and brings it and leaves what's left at our house, it will not last 12 hours because I have no self-control when it comes to dirt cake. If someone had showed up with a lemon cake, I'd have been like, wow, you really hate me, don't you? And I think that's what she signaled to OP here is that she really just didn't give any shits what her preferences were. And maybe it's because of their non-traditional home life. Maybe that is the case. Maybe mother-in-law really is just a fruitcake. Maybe she's just daddy like that. Maybe she's the kind of person who's like, I know what I'm supposed to get, but this one just looks so pretty. Maybe she's just that kind of person. Anyway, that's an ass cotton one in my book. Blow them candles out. This story is done. Don't mess with the cake. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder yet again, and yet again with another AITA story for you. I know what you're thinking. At what point are we going to run out of assholes in this world? Well, it's not happening yet. We got a whole bunch of them lined up for you. Here's one. Am I the astronaut for not including my niece and my daughter's birthday since her parents can't afford it? Maybe this isn't one of them. We'll find out. My 31 female daughter, 8 female, and my niece, 8 female, are born 10 days apart. Due to this, ever since they were little, my sister-in-law, 29 female, has always pushed for them to have a shared birthday party. When the girls were younger, 1 through 4, we used to do shared birthday parties. But my husband and I realized we were always the ones to foot the bill for everything. Food, decorations, location, etc. The girls were also complete opposites. My daughter has always been more of a tomboy, while my niece is super girly. When my husband and I told sister-in-law and my brother that we won't be doing the shared birthdays anymore, they were really upset and it started a huge fight. More confetti. It's a party now. They said they can't afford to throw a nice birthday for my niece, but we can, so it makes sense that we pay for it since we're family. Yeah, not going to fly with my husband and I, so we stuck by what we said, and ever since, the girls have had separate birthdays. My daughter and my husband love watching Formula One together, so she wanted to have a Formula One-themed birthday this year. That sounds like the coolest birthday ever. The weekend before the birthday, we had a family dinner at my parents' house. Sister-in-law, my brother, and niece were present. My parents were asking the girls if they were excited for their upcoming birthdays and if they were having parties this year. My daughter told my parents she is having a Formula One-themed party this year. Sister-in-law answered for my niece and said they're not going to have a party for her because things were tight. The conversation was left there. Fast forward to this past weekend daughter's birthday was on Saturday, and we had the party, and it was going great. The whole family was invited as usual, and everyone is having a great time until the cake. No, not another cake issue! Why? Why is the cake the linchpin of each of these stories now? Protect the cake! That's going to be my new shirt. I'm in the kitchen with my mom, mother-in-law, sister-in-law, and a few other family friends talking. I pull the cake out to get it ready to bring it out for everyone. Sister-in-law takes a look at the cake and looks confused. Sister-in-law, is this the girl's birthday cake? Me. What do you mean, the girls? The cake is for our daughter. Sister-in-law. Well, I thought since I mentioned that things are tight this year that you'd include my girl in the birthday. Me. I understand your situation, but how come you never once mentioned this to me? Sister-in-law. Well, I thought it would be common sense. Now my daughter isn't going to have any kind of celebration for her birthday this year because you and your husband are so selfish. More confetti. She then stormed out of the kitchen, made a huge scene at the party outside, yelling to her husband and my niece that it's time to go and left. Since then, she's been messaging me and my husband nonstop trying to make us feel guilty that my niece isn't going to have a birthday party and calling us all kinds of names. I feel bad that my niece isn't going to get a birthday party. Am I the asshole for not including her even though they can't afford it? Dude, what? Okay, even in the most impoverished of times, even when times are crazy difficult, even if you were 
living on the friggin' street, you would find a way to have a party for your kid. Doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to be anything but family and a cake. You find a way to make it happen because it's your freaking kid. You do not expect handouts from people to cover your responsibilities and then project your failures onto them. And that's what I feel like this is. They're just projecting their failures onto them. But it goes much further than that because, because there's an assumption here. There's an assumption that... All she had to do was say that things were tight and they would just automatically cover them. You can't do that to people. Number one, you can't expect people to read your mind. Number two, you can't just beat around the bush and drop hints and people just pick up the slack. This is a projection thing and I feel so bad for their daughter. So bad for their daughter because you know that they could make a freaking cake happen. They can make a cake happen. I guarantee it. They just chose not to. And that's the shit part of all this is they're perfectly capable of making a freaking cake happen. You can get a cake for like $15 at Walmart. They'll put the freaking name on it for you. It doesn't have to be lavish. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be something. It has to be a token that you care about your child. And that's all that your kid wants. Your kid wants to feel loved. It seems like these parents are trying to outsource the love and care for their daughter to other people because they just don't want to deal with it. And maybe I'm off base here, but that really pisses me off for their daughter. How shitty do you think she feels in all of this? To know that her parents don't care enough to at least do something minimal, not even have the balls to ask someone else if they really did need it, if they really couldn't do anything to say, look, could you please just put her name on the cake too? Because otherwise we're not going to have anything this year. And maybe that is the case. But if that was the case, all they had to do was come out and ask, not hint and just expect someone else to pick up the bill for them. That's not okay. Not okay at all. OP is not an asshole at all because she didn't know. She didn't know that this was going to be a necessity and that this little girl wasn't going to have any kind of birthday cake because her parents just failed at it. And that's all. Maybe I'm being too hard on them, but this sincerely pisses me off because it's a minimal everything. It is not hard to show your child that you care and that you love them and they just didn't do it. And it seems like the things are tight thing is just an excuse to try to put it off on someone else. Maybe I'm an asshole for thinking that way, but come on, it doesn't take much. You don't have to have freaking ponies and race cars and princess castles. They just want to feel loved and appreciated. And it feels like their daughter doesn't get to experience that. And that's the saddest thing in all of this. I'm equally sad and pissed. Ah! As a parent, you find a way. Things are always tight, but you find a way to make it work with what you have. And maybe they're just bad at managing, but you still find a freaking way. It's not hard to make a cheap cake happen. It is not. In this particular instance, OP, you're absolutely not the asshole. I understand the position that you're in and it sucks, but just understand that they're projecting their failures onto you and all of the ire that you are experiencing right now as they point the eye of Sauron onto you is because they failed at something. And rather than own that and be like, look, our child, I'm so sorry that we failed you and couldn't even make a cake happen. We'll do better. We'll fix it. We'll make it right. They have to be like, well, we dropped hints to Nancy and Gerald over there and they didn't even put your name on the f***ing cake. It's their fault you didn't have a birthday party, Charlene. That kind of shit pisses me off. And also, they involved the cake. What did the cake do? Poor cake. Hey 
there, it's Dusty Thunder again with yet another AITA story for you. And this one is, am I the astronaut for not reinviting my sister and her family to my wedding after we changed it? My fiance and I planned to have a large wedding in July at a venue in the country. I guess that was too out of the way for most people because only 14 people RSVP'd that were coming. We had already set aside money for our wedding and since there was no longer going to be a lot of people coming, we decided to splurge. So we asked everyone who RSVP'd that they were coming if they could take a few extra days off for a longer trip to Hawaii. All expenses paid by us. Who are these people and how do we become friends with them? Candy Thunder, look them up. We need to become friends with these people. I mean, it's too late now, obviously, but everyone said yes. So we started booking tickets and suites at this nice resort. We also planned some fun things to do while we're there. Everyone is very excited for the trip. Now, my sister, who RSVP'd that she and her family weren't coming, is upset that I didn't re-invite her when we changed plans. Well, of course she is. Why wouldn't she be? She said no to your dinky little out-of-the-middle-of-nowhere party, but Hawaii is a completely different set of circumstances. She thinks that since it's basically a different trip, they should have been told. Originally, she said that she wouldn't come to our wedding because that time of year is very difficult for her and her husband because the summer is the busiest time for their business. They have a landscaping business. Also, she said traveling that far with all of her kids would be difficult because of the long car ride. It would have been around a three-hour drive from where she lives, so it doesn't make any sense to me for her to say that she can go on a longer trip even farther away. The plane trip is almost nine hours long. Also, she says it's unfair because our brother and his family gets to go while hers doesn't. That's making her kids feel left out because their cousins are going and my sister says it's like playing favorites. My sister and her family would be five more people, so even if we wanted to re-invite them, they would cause us to go way over budget. The only other option would be to drastically downgrade the trip we already promised everyone. It just seems totally unfair to everyone else, but my sister also thinks I'm being unfair and says we pulled a reverse bait and switch. Edit, oh boy, sorry, but I'm definitely not going to be reading all these comments. I mean, it has 1.1k comments, so I get it. Top comment here is NTA, not the asshole. She doesn't want to celebrate your wedding. She wants Hawaii. She can pay for that herself. Boom. That's it. That's all there is right there. Because all of the reasons that she used when she RSVP'd hail, nah, would still apply to her not being able to go to Hawaii. But she's like, oh, Hawaii? Oh, yeah. The business can go screw itself. The kids can go screw themselves. They'll suck it up and survive. It's Hawaii. It's not playing favorites. It's playing who RSVP'd, lady. You RSVP'd no, so... No. And everybody else who was willing to make it happen, willing to make the trek, willing to take the time, willing to be there to support them, got a big old Oprah-sized bonus. But if you didn't commit, you don't win. That's how this worked. It was like the wedding lottery. Only all you had to do to win was RSVP that you were going to make the effort to go. And you didn't, sister. So no, this is not a reverse bait and switch. It is a extreme value add for the people who cared enough to show up. That's all there is to this. OP is not the asshole at all. You guys are awesome. Sure, you're going to have pissed off people. Just accept that you're going to have pissed off people right now because a lot of people aren't going to get to go to Hawaii. But that is going to be grossly outweighed by the joy that comes from those 14 people who RSVP'd yes and now get to join you for a lavish all-expense-paid trip in Hawaii. Meanwhile, all your shithead relatives will be at home sulking, looking at the pictures that you post on Instagram. Post and post often. So OP, not an asshole at all. We are going to rate your sister on the ASCON scale. Let's decide where she's going to be here. As a reminder, this is our new and improved ASCON scale. I can't see it while I'm doing that, so it's like Vanna White kind of 
movement. ASCON 4 is the least amount of asshole. ASCON 1 is the worst. ASCON 4 is you could have done that differently. ASCON 3 is you should have done it differently. ASCON 2 is you definitely should not have done that. And ASCON 1 is you're a terrible human. So, OP not an asshole at all. We're talking about sister right now who got pissed off because she RSVP'd hell no because their business is too busy that time of year and her kids couldn't make the three-hour car ride. But it's pissed because she doesn't get to go to Hawaii, which is longer, a longer stay during her busiest time of year and also a longer ride so it doesn't make any sense at all i feel like she's a solid two is she one is she a terrible human being because this is not an unexpected response and i'm not advocating for her because i think she's a shithead however this is a pretty standard response for someone to be pissed off about not getting to go to hawaii she screwed up she screwed up an rsvp no she wasn't willing to make the effort she wasn't willing to support them show them that she loved them and be there for them so she doesn't get the prize that's all there is to it she definitely shouldn't be handling it the way that she's handling it right now i don't know that this makes her a terrible human it just makes her human i'm sticking with two here so sister 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 instead of hawaii you'll be taking an all expense paid trip to ASCON to enjoy your stay it's a 12 hour car ride and you'll be staying for two weeks and held against your will ASCON 2 comes with amenities like remorse, guilt, anger, and projection of failure. All right, sister, my verdict on you was ASCON 2 because I think, you know, you being pissy about this is a completely human response. However, chat has convinced me here that at least as a symbolic upgrade, that's right, your ticket has been upgraded to first class asshole and chat would like to place you on ASCON 1. So just as formality here, we're going to go ahead and upgrade your ticket. Straight to ASCON 1, you'll be visiting Uranus, which is a 27-hour car ride. And the only thing they have to eat is lemon cake, and the only thing you can wash it down with is lemonade. So enjoy that. I have tasted the consequences of my actions, and they are sour like lemons. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for not giving a wedding present I promised because I was uninvited? Isn't that an Alanis Morissette song? You're uninvited. I-32 male was invited to a wedding of an acquaintance of mine named Molly a few months ago. I'm not super close to her or her fiance, but I love weddings, so I said, yeah, I'll go. Now, the relevant part here is that I have a very good career and make an excellent living. Plus, I love giving gifts and splurging a bit. So I spoke with Molly and her fiancé and promised them a custom-made gaming PC since they game together. Oh boy. They were very happy and thanked me a lot. The price of the PC would come out to be a little over $1,500, not counting the monitor I was willing to throw in. Dang, boy. I mean, as gaming PCs go, that's probably on the lower end. But a $1,500 gift plus a monitor. If it's a gaming monitor, let's say that they're, you know, they're at least $1,700. 50, probably close to 2k. That's a hell of a wedding gift. Two months ago, Molly told me that unfortunately I had to be uninvited to the wedding as part of a cost cutting measure. She apologized, but assured me it was only because of the cost. I was upset, but I let it go. Then I found out a week or so later from a mutual acquaintance that was still going that Molly told her she had to cut people because she needed the invites for some of the groom's family who decided to come. I was pissed, so I decided to not give Molly the PC I promised. Molly's wedding happened two weeks ago and for 
from what I can tell, it was a nice ceremony. Afterwards, she actually texted me, asking if we can talk about when the PC would arrive. I asked if we could call, and she said yes. I told her that since I didn't go to the wedding, that I wasn't going to get her a gift. We had a long argument where she said I was being petty and that I was holding it against her that I couldn't come, and then I made a promise. I didn't tell her what I knew because I wanted to protect the person who told me. She called me a petty asshole and complained to our friend group. I explained to a few select people the whole story. Most agreed with me, but some said that weddings cause people to make very tough decisions that aren't personal. Now I'm doubting myself. Maybe it wasn't personal and I'm just being petty, but she did lie to me and uninvited me while still expecting an expensive gift from me. So Reddit, am I the asshole? Edit! Hey everyone. I didn't expect this thread to blow up so much. I left it overnight and came back from work to find my inbox begging for mercy. Haha. <laughs> Thanks for the responses, everyone. I appreciate it. I've gained some real insight here, and I appreciate that. Also, apparently this was posted on another sub where they called it fake. I mean, I guess I can't change their mind, but please do know I have better things to do than make fake stories and put them on the internet for clout. Anyway, I just had to say that I didn't feel entitled to being invited over the groom's family. I just didn't appreciate being lied to. Had she told me why she needed to cancel, then I wouldn't have minded so much. I just don't understand the need for the subterfuge. Also, I know F all about PC gaming. I'm a console gamer. I saw some people saying that the PC was cheap, so I'll explain. I looked up a gaming PC from a site called Digital Storm. Know the brand. Love the name. I gave them a model, they liked it, and I ordered it. Also, I don't plan to stop giving gifts, but I will probably scale back on the grandiosity. Hopefully that clears stuff up. Thank you all, you've been great. Okay, so my question here is, if you get uninvited from a wedding, regardless of the reason, would you still give a gift? And if you were a bride and groom, would you still expect a gift from someone who wasn't invited to the wedding? That's the part to me that feels off. If somebody isn't invited to the wedding, you don't get a gift. That's how it works, isn't it? Do you expect gifts from people who you don't invite? Nah! If you want a gift, I get cake. Seems like a pretty good deal. Especially a $1,500, probably closer to $2,000 gaming PC with a monitor. Just a piece of cake. That's it. Seat. Maybe a little time on the dance floor. That's it. And it sounds like they were only inviting OP in the first place, who's a 32-year-old male. Gets invited to weddings because he gives good gifts. And when they bumped him and weren't clear about why they were bumping him, there was no need to lie at that point. That was the stupid part. If she had explained what was going on, I have a feeling that OP would have been like, how much will it cost to add me to the table? And might have paid for it if she had been honest about it but there was no need to lie there but she tried to do it in a coercive way so that she could still get the gift that's the whole game she was playing here and that sucked like we don't really want you there we just want your gift so we're not actually going to invite you to attend the wedding per se but we still want you to give us a gift like you were at the wedding are you at least going to give me like a you know a leftover piece of cake oh no i'm sorry we can't we can't do that Ugh. She lied because she wanted to, I think she thought that she would have a better chance of getting the gift if they came up with this cockamamie response. Okay, so OP, definitely not the asshole at all here. We are going to put the Lion Bride on the scale here. Seems to be a consensus that she's on an ask on two level here right now. To call right after the wedding and be like, hey, so um, when can we expect that gaming PC? OP's like, aren't you still at your wedding? Oh, that ended just a few minutes ago. We just wondered, is it like on the porch right now? Are you delivering it? Are they going to come set it up for us? Does it arrive in an armored truck or how does that work? <laughs> oh, definitely ask on two. Bride? You know, marriages are about unions.
pairs. Ascon 2. Seems fitting. There was no reason to lie about it. Being greedy and really using this person who's an acquaintance, like it's it's not someone that's close to them, but using them because they give good gifts is just a shitty thing to do. So you're an Ascon too. You're lucky we didn't rate you higher than that. Congratulations on your wedding, by the way. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story from Reddit for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for refusing to take my girlfriend to nice places because she eats like a kid? My girlfriend is an incredibly picky eater. Like I said in my title, she eats like she's 10 years old. Oh, I thought he meant something different. Like the way that she ate was kid-like. Like she needed a bib and her face was covered in spaghetti. She's picky. Got it. In fact, I'll give a short list of things she refuses to eat. Unflavored water. Fish, excluding fried shrimp. Anything with bones. Cheese other than sharp cheddar. Spinach, onions, garlic, pasta without red sauce, eggs, spicy food, aioli, ketchup, potatoes other than french fries, pastries with fruit, citrus, sausage, or any non-American food. This compares to me, someone who grew up in multiple different regions of the U.S. and lived abroad for a few years, so I'm a bit more adventurous when it comes to food. Whenever me and my girlfriend go out somewhere nice, she ends up getting the same meals, usually either a burger or chicken tenders and fries. We could be going to an authentic Nepalese restaurant and she will get the french fries and white rice. To me, it's kind of embarrassing to go to a restaurant where there is a dress code for her to order chicken tenders and fries. It especially bothers me that since I typically pay, I end up paying 15 bucks for chicken tenders that I could get from the freezer section at Walmart for five bucks. Recently in our area, a very nice dinner place opened up. My girlfriend has been dying to go. I took a look at the place in the menu and saw that it looked nice, but the food was kind of pricey. She said she was probably going to get chicken tenders as per usual. I asked her what's the point of going then if I can toss some tenders in the air fryer for her and not spend a ridiculous amount of money on it. She asked why I had an attitude about this and I told her that I thought it was a waste of time and money to go to a nice place to get little kid food. She interpreted this as me calling her a little kid. I clarified that I wasn't calling her a child. However, it is kind of childish for her to eat the way she does. I also said that if she's going to order food we can make at home, there's not any point in us going anywhere. This led to an argument about me thinking I'm better than her. Am I the asshole? I'm curious to know what some of the comments say on this one. Hey, here's someone who says probably not the popular opinion, but I think not the asshole. I don't see the point in taking her to an expensive restaurant with a very specific type of cuisine and her getting fries or chicken fingers. Why is she dying to go there anyway? And to add, some people don't understand why OP can't just let her eat the way she wants and not care. I will agree with him being embarrassed as silly. Who cares what strangers think? But I will also tell you that a huge number of people have said for them and many self-described foodies, trying new cuisines or restaurants is about savoring the shared experience. Experience. It's about trying each other's foods and comparing flavors, textures, etc. It's part of how they bond with friends and partners. And while not everyone understands that, it is valid. OP's girlfriend isn't wrong per se, but it seems like for OP, he wants to share these experiences with someone who enjoys that as well. Very well written comment here. However, we have seen a story like this before, and I learned quite a bit my initial gut reaction judgment to that story way back when, and we've only been doing this since August of 22. So I say way back when, like it was 37 years ago, and all of my white hair and my beard has just shown up in between now and then. It was a few months ago, but I was pretty judgy of this guy in a story 
somebody who would order like this as well. Very safe, very expected. And some of the education that I got along the process from comments and replies back on that was that a lot of people, you know, whether it's a, a sensory thing or whether it is a personality thing, most likely a sensory thing, they order safe things because it's it's a comfort thing. The social anxiety of being somewhere and trying to figure out what you're going to order can be crippling for some people. So there's some safety and some comfort in just knowing that they can order this thing. There's an assumption here on OP's part that it's going to be the same chicken tender at every single freaking restaurant they go to, which is not true. One place is going to make them completely different than another. And if that's what she really likes and she understands the differences between those things, then more power to her. And also the argument about if we're just going to go places to get stuff that we can eat at home or we could make at home, well, hell, you can make a steak at home too. You still would go to Outback Steakhouse, right? Which happened to be where Candy Thunder and I worked in first met each other. We both worked at Outback Steakhouse. That's right. I had flair. I had lots of flair. More than 30 pieces. More than 30. I empathize a little bit more with OP's girlfriend here because there could be a lot of reasons that cause her to order the way that she orders. It could be an anxiety thing. It could be a sensory thing. We don't know what the issue there is. We just know that she likes to do it the way that she likes to do it. And just because she's not an adventurous eater doesn't mean that she doesn't enjoy the experience. I think that's where he's getting off course here. Is that, yeah, he would like for her to be more adventurous like him, but she's not. So you can either say, hey, if you're just going to order chicken strips, we're just eating at home for the rest of our lives. But OP damages himself by doing something like that because then he misses out on the adventurous experience that he wants to have as well. So it's the cutting your nose off to spite your face kind of thing. It doesn't do him any good. There are possible reasons for her ordering the way that she does and wanting to eat the safe things that she does. He wants her to be more adventurous like him. She doesn't have to be. He shouldn't sacrifice his own adventure just because she wants to play it safe. She's still willing to go with him. She's willing to go with him to all of these places where he gets to try very different things and have more of the immersive taste-driven experience, even though she's still going to order the chicken strips. She's still willing to go do those things, so he should be thankful for that. Now, if there isn't a solid reason why she likes ordering the way that she orders, maybe it's a completely different scenario. I've just learned that my gut reaction to the first story like this that I saw was grow up and order something different, and there's potentially a lot more to the story. So I'm trying to not rush into that judgment and to at least acknowledge that there could be more going on here. And some of these decisions that OP is making here are harming himself. And there's no need for that. And some of the logic that he's using just doesn't hold up because you can make almost anything that they have at restaurants at home. You can. Does that mean you shouldn't go? I don't think so. I don't know. I think OP, at least in my book here, is the asshole. She's not holding him back from ordering anything that he wants to order. And she'll go to the weird places. She's just going to order something safe at the weird places. So right now he has the ability to adventure. If he says, we're just not going to go anywhere because you're ordering childish shit, he's harming himself. Yes, she can eat the chicken tenders at home. He could get his calamari at home. It's going to be different. It's not as easy, obviously, as ordering it at a restaurant. So I don't know. There's a lot of possible reasons here. And I think his logic does more harm to himself than it does to her. I don't know. My feelings on this kind of thing have changed because I've just learned so much from comments educating me on things as I have made those knee-jerk reactions on things. So I think there are a lot of different ways that this could go. OP probably just needs to dive into trying to understand you know, why it is. And maybe, maybe his girlfriend doesn't even know. Maybe she has a sensory issue and she doesn't even know. A lot of people don't. A lot of people with 
sensory issues or even allergies will just settle into like, I know this safe thing is okay. So I'm going to stick with that. So there could be a lot of reasons here that she doesn't even understand. I think it comes down to, do you love this woman? Is this something that you're willing to be okay with? Or is this your hill to die on? Knowing what I've learned now, I would be more prone to be like, you do you boo-boo. I'm ordering the weirdest shit I can find. You play it safe with your chicken tendies and that's, that's whatever. Now I mean, my opinions are shaped by the path that I have walked in this life and that's it. And everyone has walked a different path. So everyone has a unique opinion and nobody's going to agree on everything a hundred percent of the time. So this has been an enlightening experience for me more so than anything else, because I'm, I'm getting feedback from people who point out other possibilities. And now I can be like, it could be because of this. It could be because of this. It could be because of this things that I didn't know before that I at least know are possibilities. Now we can't say definitively that that's what it is, but we know that there are more possibilities than we knew before. So if he loves her enough and this isn't that big of a deal because she's still willing to go with him to all these crazy places and is just going to order safe food, then he can just accept that. But he either needs to accept that or move on from it. I can't imagine that if Candy Thunder, who is an adventurous eater, at least she was pre-COVID, COVID really did a number on her taste buds and now everything that she liked tastes different to her. So it's been like relearning new things. She's had to find like new foods because everything got turned on its head. But if she had a thing where she only ate these couple of things, I can't imagine that I would take that 0.0001% of who she is and disregard the rest of it because I couldn't get past that thing. That's not what love is. You know what I mean? I don't know that I would be so offended by her only ordering the same thing that I would make her start paying. I'm also old school chivalrous, so I'm holding doors open. I'm going to be the one that tries to pay every time she stops me. A lot of times when we're in family gatherings because she knows I'm going to try for the check even when I shouldn't because it's just who I want to be. But I don't know that I would punish her for having a narrow niche of food, for having a narrow palate. I don't know that I could punish her for that. If I were in this position knowing what I know now, I think it would be a lot more accepting of it than I would have been six months ago. I'll say that because of what I've learned in this journey. But before that, it would have been like, a, come on, grow up, order some adult food. If you're not, let's just get the kitty menu so we at least get the kitty price. I'm still an asshole. I'm just not that kind of asshole anymore. No cake has been harmed in the reading of this story. <laughs> Hey gang, it's Dusty Thunder and I don't have a story for you this time, but I wanted to bring you a couple of updates and let you know that we now have the entire Dusty Thunder brand rolled out. It is no longer Reddit setted on any platform. We are Dusty Thunder everywhere, so we'll be branching out with some different kind of content and now we have the freedom to do that. But also with this rollout, we have a new website up. We have some new swag up. We actually have some stickers available at dusty-thunder.com. This is one of them. This is a sticker sheet. We also have a couple of sticker packs available on there too, and they are super stinking cool. Also, when you go to that dusty-thunder.com website and check out the Ascon Scale page, that's right, there's a whole page dedicated to it now. And at the bottom of that page, you can actually download some GIFs of our Asconauts and of the Ascon ratings. Telling you, 
all kinds of cool stuff going on. Those gifts are on Giphy as well. Giphy, Jiffy, Giphy, I don't know. Say it however you want to say it. Doesn't matter to me. But you can get them at our website, dusty-thunder.com. Check out the AskCon page. You can also check out the Meet the Thunders page. There's a few different ways for you to engage with content and to contact us there. But everything you could ever possibly need, Dusty Thunder related, is right there at dusty-thunder.com. And of course, you can use Linktree, which is linked in our bio, to get there as well. Enjoy. I worked really hard on it, so please enjoy it. We all did. We all worked really hard. Please enjoy it. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.